the seventh Sunday of Easter. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. Though the formal requirement for masking has been lifted, we invite you to make your own choice to continue masking and or social distancing while we currently face an uptick in the COVID cases again, both in the county as well as in our own parish community. There is one announcement. Please join us this Tuesday at 7 p.m. at St. Mary of the Mount Church as we come together in prayer for peace in Ukraine. Our prayer will combine a special rosary for peace, Stations of the Cross for Ukraine, and Taizai. Assisting us today are our electors, Julie Shepard and Gregory Zeliznik, I'm sorry. Our altar server is Paul Kuchta. I am your cantor, Mary Kay Bullback. And our musician today is Brian Hart, and our celebrant is Father Peter. Now let us stand, if you are able, for the entrance processional and join us with each other in singing our opening hymn, number 611, All Creatures of Our God and King, number 611. brothers and sisters, we gather in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome to this celebration of the seventh Sunday of Easter. Today, we would like to pray for ourselves that the good Lord would teach us the practice of praying for one another, praying for our brothers and sisters, just as we pray for ourselves. We start by acknowledging our sinfulness before one another and before our God, praying for mercy and forgiveness. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask the Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to life everlasting. Amen. Amen.
Let us pray. Graciously hear our supplications, O Lord, so that we who believe that the Savior of the human race is with you in your glory may experience, as he promised, until the end of the world, his abiding presence among us, who live and reign with you in the unit of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Stephen, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked up intently to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And Stephen said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out in a loud voice, covered their ears, and rushed upon him together. They threw him out of the city and began to stone him. The witnesses laid down their cloaks at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, Receive my spirit. Then he fell to his knees and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
you indeed are the Lord, most high above all the earth, exalted for above all gods. The Lord is King, the Lord most high over all the earth. A reading from the book of Revelation. I, John, heard a voice saying to me, Behold, I am coming soon. I bring with me the recompense I will give to each according to his deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are they who wash their robes so as to have the right to the tree of life and enter the city through its gates. I, Jesus, sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and offspring of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let the hearer say, come. Let the one who thirsts come forward and the one who wants to receive the gift of life-giving water. The one who gives this testimony says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. from the Holy Gospel according to John. Lifting up his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, Holy Father, I pray not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, so that they may all be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And I have given them the glory you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be brought perfection as one, that the world may know that you sent me and that you loved them even as you loved me. Father, they are your gift to me. I wish that where I am, they also may be with me, that they may see my glory that you gave me <clears throat> because you loved me before the foundation of the world. 
Righteous Father, the world also does not know you, but I know you, and they know that you sent me. I made known to them your name, and I'll make it known that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters, once again it's a, uh, a privilege for me to be here to celebrate this Eucharist with you during this Eastertide. This is the seventh week of Easter, so we are still celebrating Easter. That's why you see me dressed in white. Eastertide is a long period of time. And every Sunday we continue to reflect on the mystery of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, dying for our sake and rising again from the dead and teaching us so many different things during the process. Last Thursday, actually a few days ago, we celebrated the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. After he rose from the dead, appeared to his disciples a couple of times, he eventually ascended into heaven, and as we pray, is now seated at the right hand of the Father. That's wonderful news. But dear brothers and sisters, today I would like to invite you to focus on the gospel. The gospel said that Jesus raised up his eyes and prayed. This particular time, he was praying for us. He said to God that he wasn't simply praying only for those around him, for the disciples and the apostles, but even for those that would believe through their word, the word of the apostles, the word of the disciples, the proclamation that would be made by this group of people that was with Jesus. Those that would believe through the testimony of the apostles and the disciples are us, right? We believe on the testimony of the apostles and the disciples. None of us was alive at the time when these things happened. None of us was yet here. But we believe all these things because the apostles and the disciples handed down to us this wonderful message of the death, the resurrection, the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ, and indeed the sitting at the right hand of the Father. In other words, in his prayer today, Jesus is not only praying for those that were alive at that time, he is also praying for all of us that would come much later in time. So, this is prayer for us. That's why I said, dear brothers and sisters, that in turn, we would like to pray that the good Lord will grant us the grace to understand the importance of 
praying for one another, praying for our brothers and sisters, in addition to praying for ourselves, individual selves. We learn from Jesus. Jesus prays for all of us. We ought to pray for all of us. I know, dear brothers and sisters, that we try our best to pray. We pray for ourselves, especially when we are faced with challenges, particularly big challenges. We pray for ourselves when we find ourselves in our good mood, <laughs> when we find ourselves successful, when we achieve something, when we are happy, we pray for ourselves and we thank God and we, we praise him, we worship him, we thank him for whatever he's given us to achieve whatever we've achieved. But today, dear brothers and sisters, I would like to invite us to direct our focus to away from us, from me, from I, the individual, to the neighbor, to my sister, to my brother. Today, I am inviting us to pray for one another, not to pray for our individual selves. I know we do that, but today I would like to encourage us and to invite us to pray for the other, not the self. Not the self, but the other. Pray for the other, just as Jesus has prayed for us. Pray for the other. Start from within your own family. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your children. Pray for your in-laws. Pray for your grandchildren. Pray for your aunts. Pray for your uncles. Pray for your nephews. Pray for your nieces. Pray for these people that are immediate family to you. Then after that, pray for your community. Pray for your community. For members of your community. Think about particular individuals within the community in which you live, especially those that are most in need of prayer because of the great challenges they are going through. Get on your knees, pray for them. You do not need to tell them that you are praying for them. No, you don't need to tell them that. Just kneel down and pray for them and do it constantly, persistently, not just once. Pray, especially for those that are most in need within your community. Pray for them constantly, persistently, and seriously. Pray for your colleagues at work. Some of them might be hard personalities. They may not be your friends, even as they are colleagues. But pray for them. Find time to pray for your colleagues at work. You may not know a lot about them, but you see them and you see what they do. Pray according to what you know about them. Pray for each one of them. Find time to pray for each one of them. Starting, as I said, with those that you think are most in need. We, priests, are lucky. Priests, deacons, religious men and women, uh, the Pope, 
the cardinals, the bishops, we are lucky because every weekend you pray for us, don't you? During the prayer of the faithful, you pray for us. And I would like to officially say thank you for praying for us. And please, don't give up. Continue to pray for us. Being a priest is very interesting, but it comes with lots of challenges, as some of you might know. Lots of challenges. Which is why, actually, we are always included in this public prayer during the Mass. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for praying for the Pope and for the deacons and bishops and, and religious men and women. And please continue to pray. Because we carry on our shoulders the weight of the church. <laughs> the church is very heavy. <laughs> Perhaps that makes sense, I hope, to many of us. The church is very heavy. The weight of the church is, is, is hard to bear. But we try. With all our imperfections, we do try. We do try to carry this weight and continue to pray that our imperfections notwithstanding, we will continue to carry the church on our shoulders for our own salvation, but most importantly, for the salvation of God's people. Our politicians, too, are lucky because every weekend we pray for them. Secular leaders, leaders within society, at whatever level, often starting with the highest ranking official, to the lowest ranking official within our social structure. We pray for them. We pray for the president. We pray for our senators. We pray for our governors. We pray. And please continue. Society too, like the church, <laughs> is very heavy. The weight of society is very hard to bear. But they try, each according to their own uh, talents, to their own abilities, to their own knowledge. They try to craft out the best for us all. Pray for them, don't give up. Even when you see that a particular politician is not good, the first thing you do before you criticize them is to get on your knees and pray for them. Criticism that comes with prayer is constructive. But criticism that comes without prayer is destructive, doesn't help. Pray for these wonderful men and women that are helping our society to, to, thri to thrive and to develop. Our politicians, pray for them. Don't give up on them. Pray for them. Like I said about church leaders, their weaknesses notwithstanding, pray for them. Finally, dear brothers and sisters, Pray for humanity. Praying for humanity means that you broaden your scope of prayer to people you even do not know at all. People that are, so to say, out there. I believe none of you has ever been to my home village of Kiwenjula in Masaka Diocese, right? None of you knows what my village looks like. None of you knows what my parents look like. None of you knows what my six sisters look like. 
<laughs> None of you knows what my one brother looks like. You only know me. And you can only kind of deduce from what you see me do and what you see me look like, what they might look like, what they might <laughs> like or what they might not like, what challenges they might have or what challenges they might not have. But at least you know that there are people there. Think about such people that you have never seen, people that most probably you will never see the entirety of your life. Pray for them. I might have shared, dear brothers and sisters, some time back, a couple of years ago, up at St. Mary of the Mount, during one of my homilies, that the lady who paid my tuition throughout the seminary never knew me. She never saw me a single time. She only saw my picture, <laughs> my photograph. And she died before I became a priest. But she constantly would write to me and say she was praying for me. And in addition to praying for me, she would be paying my tuition. This was a lady who lived in the Netherlands. I have never been to the Netherlands. And I do not have any plans to go to the Netherlands anytime soon. But this is the lady who made me what I am today. She didn't have to know me physically. She didn't have to have any biological relationship with me in terms of family, no. But this is a lady who broadened her understanding of our faith and, and her understanding of what it means to love and pray and help humanity. And here I am. She's already dead. As to where she never gained anything from her investment in me, so to say. She personally didn't gain anything from her, now I'm using the economic term, investment in me. But you are. You are. And many other people in my home diocese are. Even my family is gaining from her investment in me. That's the power of prayer. That's the importance of thinking broad. Pray for humanity. And as you pray for humanity, there are at least three things that Jesus mentioned here in the gospel that perhaps we ought to think about as we pray for all of these different kinds of people. First, pray that they be one. Jesus prayed that we be one. What wonum sint, that they may be one, that they may be united, that there may not be any divisions among them, no tensions among them, that they may be of one mind and one spirit and one purpose. Pray. So when you're praying for your family, these little family squabbles and, and, and tensions, pray that those disappear, that your family will be one, united. As you pray for the church, pray that the church indeed will be one, that we do not experience any more schisms, divisions within our church, that the church will be one in mind, one in purpose, and may have one goal and that all of us will be focused, properly focused, for the good of us all. Pray that the church be one. All those people, the different kinds of voices you hear, attacking the pope, attacking the bishop, attacking the priests, attacking the deacons, attacking religious nuns, attacking religious brothers. 
Don't listen. Just pray that the church be one. What one sent. And of course, as you pray for our secular leaders, politicians, pray that they keep our countries as one. If you think about the U.S., pray that we indeed be a one united nation. Even though we are made up of so many different states, so many different people from different backgrounds, from different cultures, from even different continents, pray that this country will indeed be one. And that it will always focus on a single purpose, the United States of America. That's what I hear every president say when they, they assume office, that they want to keep us one. And that's what we should pray for, that they help the presidents, the senators, the governors, whatever, whatever position they hold, that those positions of authority will help keep our country as a united, single, powerful country. Pray. But for that to happen, Jesus mentioned something else. He talked about love the love between God and his son, that that love may also be expressed among us for whom Jesus was praying. Pray that love will prevail. Where there is love, so many challenges can be met and be overcome. Where love is lacking, even small challenges become insurmountable. Pray that love will prevail among our families, that love will prevail within our church family, that love will prevail within our country, and of course, that love will prevail within the bigger family of humanity, so that then, Things like what we, we're experiencing in, in the Ukraine today will disappear. But most importantly, but most importantly, dear brothers and sisters, Jesus prayed that where he is, we too will eventually be. That's the most important thing. Traditionally, we call that heaven. Pray that your neighbor will eventually, now I'm going to use the traditional language, will, tradi- will eventually go to heaven. Pray for heaven for your neighbor. Pray for heaven for your children, for your grandchildren, for your spouse, for your whatever. Pray for heaven for them. Pray for heaven for all of us seated here right now in this church family here at St. Adalbert's. Pray for us that each one of us will eventually be welcomed into God's kingdom. Pray that our church leaders, our politicians, our neighbors, people within our neighborhood, our city, pray for heaven for them. Pray that their souls will eventually be saved. That when everything is done, they will inherit eternal life. That where Jesus is, they too will be. That's the most important. In fact, when I was going through my catechism classes, which was, those classes were taught to me by a nun, she said, the most important duty of every Christian is to save their soul. To save their soul. 
and of course, secondly, to pray that the soul of the neighbor to be saved. So I am reminding ourselves, dear brothers and sisters, of our most important duty as Christians, which Jesus has also reminded us in other words in this gospel, that where he is, we too may eventually be. Pray for heaven for all of us. Let's pray, dear brothers and sisters, that the good Lord will teach us the practice of praying for one another. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us men and for us salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate over the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He'll come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We now present to our good God some of our needs, confident that he will hear us. Our response is, Risen Lord, hear our prayer. For a deeper appreciation for the gift of faith throughout the whole church, we pray. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. For an end to the war in Ukraine, and for all who suffer from the wounds of war all over the world, we pray. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. We cry out to the Lord for the children and teachers who were lost in Uvalde, Texas this past week, for the unthinkable trauma facing their families, and for the situation of gun violence that feels hopeless. Knowing that our God is a God who makes all things new, with whom all things are possible, even renewal, collaboration, and creative ways to end gun violence, we pray. Risen, Risen Lord, Lord, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. As we approach Memorial Day, we remember with gratitude all those who risk and have risked their own lives for our protection. We pray. Risen, Risen Lord, Lord, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering will be eased by our prayers, we pray. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. We go forth, ever-present God, we beg for a renewal of our spirits and imaginations, that we may come to understand paths forward to work together at all levels of society to make this a more livable, loving world, we pray. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. For all those who have died in our parish, especially James Eisenbart, Joseph Gamble, Armelindo Molinero, and Joanne Pasquinelli, may they be welcome into God's kingdom, we pray. Risen, Risen Lord, Lord, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. And today, we remember Betty Ann Gardner, 
and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those that we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. Risen, Risen Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. And we make all these prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our presentation hymn is number 663, Lord of All Hopelessness, um, Hopefulness, number 663. Dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Accept, O Lord, the prayers of your faithful with the sacrificial offerings that through these acts of devotedness we may pass over to the glory of heaven. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your Lift up your hearts. Lift the Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is true, right, right, and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, O Lord, but in this time above all, to lord you yet more gloriously when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. Through him, the children of light rise to eternal life, and the halls of the heavenly kingdom are thrown open to the faithful. For his death is our ransom from death, and in his rising, the life of all has risen. Therefore, overcome with Paschal joy, Every land, every people exalts in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim.
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly, we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, and bring out the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, David, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with St. Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unit of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. We now pray to the Father using the words our Lord and Savior taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. <clears throat> Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy, we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
let's offer one another the sign of peace. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, my soul shall be healed. For those of us watching virtually, an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I long for you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. As though you have already come, I embrace you and unite myself to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Our communion hymn is number 930, Taste and See. Number 930.
Let us pray. <clears throat> Hear us, O God our Savior, and grant us confidence that through these sacred mysteries there will be accomplished in the body of the whole church what has already come to pass in Christ her head, who lives and reigns forever and ever. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Mass is ended. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Our recessional hymn is number 769 Go Make of All Disciples, number 769. Yeah.